What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have a very special guest joining us. She's fresh off the COVID season of Orange County. She's a badass businesswoman, and she's rich. It's Elizabeth Vargas. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here today. Absolutely. Why not? It's Friday night. Let's do this. (laughs) It's Friday. Let's party. It's happy hour. (laughs) Um, How are you doing? I know you're, you know, like I said, fresh off Orange County. And how does it feel to, I mean, no, you're not coming back. I know it's kind of sad, but we can talk about it, right? Yeah. You know, I I, thank you for asking, by the way, how I'm Mm -hmm. doing. I know that Kelly and Bronwyn have been a big you know, it's on the scene of being fired. Um, but I kind of left a little more graceful than I guess them. So I wasn't as exciting. <laughs> Very graceful. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm doing good. I, you know, for the first four weeks, I was obviously, you know, getting fired um, is never pleasant. Um, <laughs> I feel like I was a tra- straight A student and I flunked the finals. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It was just kind of a, a moment, it, I, you know, I was very sad and, you know, I'm, I'm over, I'm, I'm, I've transitioned to a new phase of my life and I've accepted my housewife's fate. Um, so mm-hmm. here I am, you know, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. I love it. Well, you know, I think someone had told me, I think it was my friend, David from behind the velvet rope that you talked with. Yes. Um, he told me something interesting and I thought about it in a weird way is the, um, the reunion is the audition for the next season. And I actually felt like you brought it at the reunion. I mean, my favorite moment was when you called Bronwyn a backstabbing bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they cut out most of the stuff. You have no idea. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say that was probably one of my favorite moments. And um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So uh, what are you up to now? Like, what's on the agenda for the future? I know there's probably a lot, but. You know, it was interesting when I was cut, you know, it was unexpected and I have business partners for my vodka, my We Care Rescue Ranch, and I had a lot of plans because after the first season, I knew how to bring it the next season. So I was like, okay, I can hang with these bitches now. I, I get the wolf, the, the wolf den. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, I had to kind of transition and I ended up getting picked up immediately by a new network um, with over 200 million daily viewers. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. I'm sure that's to come, right? Yes. I'm very excited. You know, I, I thought, you know, I I didn't know what I was going to do. And I reached out to some friends and I just said, Hey, is anyone hiring for anything? Um, And then I realized well, wait a minute, I could produce my own shows with producers and reach out to some networks that have budgets. So I did a little crowdsourcing on my Instagram page, which was amazing. I have some, I got some great engagement and responses, took all those comments. And then um, I submitted them and am submitting them still to the producers of this major network. Um, And they have four different networks tied to one network. So it's actually a senior um, executive team. And so we're now putting together kind of a variety of offerings that we think we may or may not do so i'm excited that i get to be on one of the show but also be a part of a few more so look out oh, you never know if your show might be there <laughs> <laughs> you never know wait so it's going to be reality right it's uh, uh, some of them are and some of them okay. are more of a uh i can't really say much but more of a hosted okay. show i get to be on the more of the hosted show with uh i get to actually showcase some of the most influential individuals in the world and that's something I've always dreamt of doing. 
Um, it's more of a positive light showing um, rags to riches. I can't say much, but uh, <laughs> I kind of fit that build. So I guess I, the producers, apparently when I was released from my contract, they were like, wait a minute, we want her. And I was like, Woo! <laughs> well, that's why I was really shocked. Like when like certain rumors were sw swirling and then I, you know, I was seeing on Instagram, I was like, I'm pretty sure Elizabeth is coming back. At this point, I'm like, maybe Kelly and Braun are out. But then it was just, yeah. it was shocking when all that stuff came out. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was just, we just well, got to know her. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So in, in, in Bravo's defense, the first season was very dark. You know, we had Kobe Bryant first right off the bat. Then we had COVID. And then we have an election year. I was going through a massively, a massive divorce with a ton of gag orders, you know. So when they hired me, it was like, okay, she's got all this stuff, but she looks great. She's going to be great on TV, but then I couldn't say much. And, you know, my, my personality and, and me was very confusing to the ladies and COVID, I couldn't get to know them and they didn't know me. And it was just a nightmare. And I was like, okay, this is, I mean, I was filming in my garage with boob sweat, no producer, <laughs> no hair and makeup. I'm like, but <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> okay. But you did a phenomenal job with the confessionals because some of the, like, I was, at one point I texted my friend and I was like, okay, Bronwyn is like way too close to the camera. And yours looked like it was just amazing. You had the positioning all right, the outfits. I mean, you, you nailed it. <laughs> well, thank you. No, uh, Christina, my makeup artist was also my designer and she secretly went to my house in the morning and did my hair and makeup. It didn't last all day. And these, these were six to eight hour days in a garage. Oh, and yeah. you couldn't have sound because, you know, they have to record it. So no air. You know, and then there's airplanes. We had to stop because I live in Orange County, you know, the jet stream. So oh, yeah. Nightmare filming. And they had tested filming in our garages. I was the first housewife ever to film their testimonies in the garage. So here I am like this new housewife. And because Jimmy and I knew tech, so we were kind of like helping them out, figuring out, you know, we had iPhones. They did it with an iPhone. An I mean, it was, iPhone? Oh my God. Yes. It was like, this is insane. And the fact that it even... When it aired, I'm like, this is gonna look like shit. And it looked good. And I was like, damn, bravo. Good job, Evolution. <laughs> yeah, they, they did a great job. And yeah. so I'm a, I'm a hairstylist. So I was watching you guys and I was like, there's no way that these glam teams are not coming to just at least touch up some hair, give some curls. I was yeah. like, I'm sure they're being safe about it, obviously. But yeah. I was like, how are these ladies styling themselves and doing it? They can't be. <laughs> well, we were supposed to because of COVID. But of COVID. So Christina, you could tell my first, I didn't have any extensions or anything. It was just kind of my hair like fluffed over. Christina's trying to do her best. So we're in, you know, I'm the first housewife to film in this garage. And, you know, Christina was touching my hair up. And literally we, we had like um, toilet paper under my boobs. Oh my God. Because I didn't have those boob things. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. And then when, when I had, I had a spot on my dress, no one was there to help me. I'm literally like, <laughs> and, and the producer's like we can't see it oh wait we can what do we do and I'm like I don't know there's no one here <laughs> like what do you want me to do oh it was a nightmare but it was you know it was a learning experience and I can say that I was hired when Vicky and Tamara the icons were fired and I was fired when uh Bronwyn and Kelly were fired too so I guess I went on and off in style <laughs> you did I mean and I think you had uh like four looks was that right or is that my overcounting? did I I have no idea were th those were all separate days obviously right like the conventionals yeah. were all separate and yeah 
Okay, so you put all those looks. At the end, in. Christine and I were able to go to a like an office space that had a sheet and like okay. a camera. And so, and then one room, and it was actually COVID. They did all this COVID stuff and all this testing. Um, but at the end, I was able to have some extensions in and, and feel like a lady. So it was fun. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, um, I do want to shift gears a little bit because I want to talk a little bit about your businesses because I feel like we didn't really get to talk that much about the businesses or learn much on the show. Um, so can you talk to me about well, we're going to talk about Vargas Vodka, but I want to talk about the um, We Care Rescue Ranch a little bit because I actually didn't know that this existed and I want my listeners to know too, like what this is all about and what you do for We Care Res Rescue Ranch. This is exciting that you even asked me. We Care Rescue Ranch is a passion project of mine for the animals. I've always had animals in my life. They've always been unconditionally loving towards me and I will always be there for them. The animals were put on this earth just to help us and make us feel cozy and love us unconditionally. We des they deserve to get, get a, a happily ever after home if we can offer it to them, food on, the, on their plate, water, you know, whatever we can give them, they deserve. So I decided to start a rescue for um, animals that were, you know, they call them rejects. I'm like, okay, <laughs> animals that, you know, they aren't unadoptable. I'm like, okay, don't first off say they're rejects. Okay, secondly, these animals have hearts and they have heartbeats and they're loving. So I thought, well, if I start a ranch, the animals that were dumped off that I could then send to a shelter that could readopt them, you know, and, 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 and uh, train them to go back out into the world and to be adoptable, that would be great. But the ones that weren't, I could create a happily ever after home called We Care Rescue Ranch. So before COVID, I was looking for property so that I could say anywhere in the country, send them to me, I will take care of these animals. And I was gonna buy thousands and thousands of acres. And so um, what ended up happening was COVID hit and I, I couldn't end up doing anything. And during COVID, I said, well, how else can I help at this time? And it was after divorce and my ex-husband never wanted to do any of this. So now that I had some cash in the bank and I was like, I can donate, I can get other you know, wealthy people I know to donate, we can actually make a difference. Um, you know, COVID hit, but I said I could still do it. So I ended up reaching out to a lot of current shelters and um, rehabilitation, animal rehabilitation centers that were available uh, and no-kill uh, shelters and seeing which ones were out there and a lot of them needed help. So I just started donating myself to all these shelters and you know, finding food for the animals during COVID and doing what I could do at that time. And then COVID lifted and we just received our 501c3 license. So now we are officially certified. Yay. <laughs> um, and so now instead of me you know, donating, I'm able to gather donations and then our 501c3 We Care can then donate to those rescues out there that are needing help. So we can not only build our own, but we can also help others. So I'm very excited and I was hoping to get it on the show. Um, but I that would have been great because I don't think anybody's really besides Vanderpump on Beverly Hills. Yeah. But I, I, don't, yeah. I think that is a lot more humble for you to come out and do that. So I'm disappointed we didn't get to see that. Well, you will in my next show because I worked out with the producers and the network owners that a percentage of the ad revenue is going to WeCare. So there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so great. Well, so it's going to be amazing. It's it's a five-year plan. It's going to take time, but I really want to start helping animals. And, and I know that I could just, you know, feed some here and there, but I really want to make a large impact and a difference with We Care Rescue Ranch. And I know that I can with span neuter programs and uh, rescue programs. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for asking. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, so, we're, so you were the CEO of Edge Music Network. Is that still active? Because I mean, that's 
no okay that's because I looked into that and I was like that's really cool and interesting and I'm I'm bummed that that didn't work out but you're not the only one (laughs) (laughs) um Edge Music Network uh, was a nine-year actually a 10-year project of mine um and during my divorce my ex-husband successfully um claimed half of it and I ended up uh, it's kind of like the Kardashians you know she's rebranding skims or whatever she's doing with you know her her ex, you know, had his name on it. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm re- I had to shut shut this down and start something new because I would have had to pay my ex for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, hell no, we don't want that. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want to write you a check after you wrote me one. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Where did the passion for music come from? Can you talk to me about that? Yes, um, so I was born in Missouri and um, Missouri. And I was an accordion player. No way. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, I always wanted to sing, though, and I could never play accordion. I sucked. <laughs> and I kept asking my grandmother, who owned the church, who was part of that cult or whatever, oh, you know, no. I want to sing. I want to sing. And she never let me sing. So as I grew older, I wanted to sing. And I ended up being a jazz singer. I went to Corners College of the Arts in Seattle and uh, jazz vocal major, didn't graduate, but ended up starting a jazz group, loved jazz, loved how jazz really created a passion for people. Uh, but I didn't want to, I know, I couldn't make any money in the nightclubs. So I said, well, I want to own TV network. I saw on TV, I'm like, I want to own that. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, my God, why not? Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's make this work. So then when YouTube came out, I noticed I was the number one video on YouTube when it first came out. And I had millions and millions of views, just me doing a Rubik's Cube, because I was doing a Rubik's Cube really fast. And um, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I can build a network on this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I did it. Um, and then I said, well, YouTube then had a bunch of technology and I just innately have engineering in my background. All my family are engineers. My brother's an engineer. We're all like tech people, just naturally because of our father. And so I said, well, how do I build this? So I ended up saying, well, I can't buy a linear network you know, on satellite, but I could do a digital network. So I built Edge Music Network with pieces from YouTube, all these different technology pieces that were shelved that weren't, you can't resell them unless you're doing a YouTube. So I built a YouTube myself and I ended up launching Edge Music Network and I had uh, millions of users and then um, I shut it down during my divorce. So I was ramping up and I spent nine years building it and I went to every single CES technology trade convention (laughs) in the world. Uh, and so eventually I may end up owning my own music network one day, but for now we're going to go with working for somebody else and building my brand. (laughs) Great. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, now you have that knowledge, right? So it's, it it wasn't all for nothing, I guess. No. And I'm starting with vodka now that helps the animals. So let's just go there and then let's segue to vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Vodka makes everything better. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I got divorced. Let's stick with vodka for now. (laughs) Oh my God. So, so then, okay, how do we start Vargas Vodka? Like, let's get into that as you sip your Vargas Happy hour? I'm just asking. I know. Well, I can't find Vargas Vodka. I need some. (laughs) I know. I'm going to get you some. You're 21, right? I'm 20, almost 22. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) I kept offering people vodka and I'm realizing when I'm like 16, I'm like. They're like, Elizabeth, you have to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can't give a bottle or it'll shut you down. Um, no, so what happened? I was going through divorce, edge music shut down. I said, well, it's COVID, what's everyone doing? I wanted to do a vodka my whole life. Well, nine years ago, I pitched somebody and I, they said no. And my ex-husband never let me drink vodka or anything except for champagne at board meetings around the world. Oh. So I'd always go to the bar and I'd be like, hey, 
can you put some vodka in here? <laughs> the guy, <laughs> was in Germany, you know, Munich, they all knew. In champagne? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you oh. can't see it. It's like clear. Oh, it's and clear. You can tell it. So I was like, woo. <laughs> My husband would be like, why are you so wasted up one glass of champagne? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, when I was divorced, got divorced um, and he was no longer attached to my finances and, and nor, myself nor his, um, we, I decided to pitch John Paul DeJoria from Patron Tequila. He had just sold his, his company for $5.2 And I thought, well, he must be retired now. He's got to want another project. So I uh, pitched he, him and his partners um, and they said yes. So wow. they uh, are building a bigger, uh, they built a bigger um, distillery. It took us a year during COVID to distill the correct product. Um, I mean, we were formulating it all year. By uh, November, we had come up with a formulation and we had agreed and it was one of the most expensive uh, seven times distilled pure gluten-free corn vodka from uh, Southern California. <laughs> Actually. Yes. So um, the distillery is now moved to Modesto and we distill it locally and it's in a wonderfully clean vodka. And we launched on 12-20-2020 and a dollar of every bottle from me goes to the animals and a dollar in a percentage of every bottle from them, my partners goes to the animals as well. So there's two Griffins on the bottle. Oh, um, kind of see. The little Griffin. The bottle is so beautiful, by the way. Thank you. My oh, I love that. Blinded. And this is the little compass of me coming to California from Missouri for my California gold. Oh. And ocean right here. And, <laughs> and nice. then Short, the rapper who got me on um, The Housewives with his manager, David. Um, he's, I used to call him my California treasure. So I put a little too short on there. A California Did you, treasure. you said too short, the rapper? Yeah, that's how I got in the Housewives. Oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> I knew Kelly Dodd. She was a, a friend of mine from my neighbor. And then Two Short's manager, David, I didn't know him very well. I had told Two Short, Todd, because I'm in music. Um, and Todd's the most responsible rapper I've ever worked with. So we got along really well. His, um, his manager's like, hey, there's an opening for this show. Um, and I'm like, okay. And he goes, you know, dress in your finest, do your hair and make makeup and meet me in Burbank and bring your Bentley. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a freaking porn or what? <laughs> like, sure, but does it have really weird music involved? <laughs> You're like, what am I signing up for here? Um, and it turned out to be the the housewives and I loved it and here we are. So <laughs> what so the because I know that there's like casting tapes and stuff like that. What was that like? Did you just go there, meet with producers and then they started filming you or what was Mm -hmm. How did that work? So apparently they had been done casting and last I was, they said they were done the two days prior and they squeezed me in. I drove to Burbank and walked into this amazing editing room and they've got like this, from what I remember, this glass box in the middle of the editing room with all, and they all walked in and I met them and it was awesome. I thought it was Desperate Housewives. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> And then I realized it was Orange County Housewives. So you'd never watched any of the shows then? Okay. I went home to watch them and I called David. I'm like, really? Like, did you know that I was signing up for this? I have to be in Spanx, drink a tequila under a bar. Are you sure? <laughs> Sign me up. Oh, gosh. 
So they didn't ask you then, um, did they ask you like, are you going through divorce? Did you have to disclose oh, yeah. that or, okay. Oh yeah, they, I disclosed everything. Um, this is pre-gag uh, pre order of my husband finding out. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they asked me and then I, you know, I went home and um, you know, they hadn't hired me, right? they didn't hire me right on the spot. And then um, I, uh, I guess, I think they filmed me first. They went to my rescue ranch and filmed some pieces so I was looking for property and then they called me um Thomas had called me and just said congratulations you got it and I'm like I, I was shocked I was like oh You're my like god <laughs> I'm gonna be on a reality show <laughs> I really did not think I was gonna get it uh so just having one year and one season was good you know I I hope to be back eventually maybe making an appearance as a friend or something but it was really fun so <laughs> well I'm gonna like I'm going to message whoever I need to mess. I, I'm going to put it out there because all of my listeners are like, we want Elizabeth. We liked her. And uh, I'm just bummed that it's just, that's how it ended. I'm like, come on. There was so much more to talk about. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was telling um, some of your colleagues that they weren't really housewives is not allowed into your real life, you know, mm -hmm. just because of the stigma of it. So they tried to get into, you know, I was, I'm a member of um, Skibo Castle in Scotland and I had called Skibo and I said, can we film there? And they were like, absolutely not. You know, and the Madison okay. club, a member, no, it's not a bad thing. It's just, they want, they have a certain, they just don't want that. And then, you know, Madison club and La Quinta, you know, they don't allow filming. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of places that they couldn't go in my life that, made my life what it was so really mm -hmm. i didn't have anything to offer but a beach house a couple houses and some cars and some and me you know i didn't have like you know they couldn't go anywhere <laughs> so i'm like here i am and then then i had a gag order so you know it was a very odd time for me to come on and then COVID, and i i don't know and i don't know why they fired me but they did so i know and then i think i heard that so you had you were under the impression of like a five-year contract, right? So you were- I wasn't were, under the impression I had a five-year contract. Oh, you had a five-year contract. Five, yes. Okay, so, and that basically was saying, okay, we're gonna keep you on for a full-time five years, not like three years full-time and two years as a friend of, like, was that, it was just, that is just crazy. And like, well, well I guess it, everything he, changes, right? Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of money on lawyers and trying to solidify it because they, you know, the Bethany clause, they ended up wanting a percentage of the vodka if they did, you know, or a product mm -hmm. in general. And so we'd excluded certain things and, you know, we had, they had a really detailed contract. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, if, you know, assumed if I didn't get a call that I, that I was fired, that I was already going into the next season. So a week before they had a, supposedly we were gonna announce all of us. Um, I had got a call from my manager saying, you got it, congratulations. I was like, great, I was so excited, but I already knew because I already had a contract, but I didn't know until he called me. And then the day they were supposed to announce me, um, I got fired. So I was like, uh, okay, touche. <laughs> And I follow, I think I follow like a hundred housewives pages. And a lot of them were like, you know, insider saying Kelly's out, Brahman's out, everybody else returning. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I figured that. But then everything was just, it was all three of you guys got fired. Heather Dubrow's coming back. I was like, oh, like my head was all over the place. And I'm sure it, for you, it was like, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. It took but, me a little, about a week to get out of bed. Cause I was, I was trying to work and I was, 
just yeah it was it was an awful uh moment but you know we all go through it uh, you know in life people do get fired and i just looked at it like this is why i own my own business yeah <laughs> so i can't get fired <laughs> you had money going in and then you had money going out you didn't lose anything well no. i mean i don't know <laughs> you don't but, really um, pay it on the housewives anyway so you have to have a product no matter what so it wasn't like i lost an income it just lost lost the advertising for my you lost career. the advertising and the friends <laughs> i lost friends you know <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> you're still talking about you're obviously still friends with kelly right <laughs> i'm friends with all of them but bronwyn but yeah so oh yeah i wonder why i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, well they've all reached out to me so that you know that means a lot when you know even now they all talk to me on instagram and via text and they call and they stay at my house and stuff like that and i get to you know it just it was good to meet all of them and now I'm friends with them, but now I'm not working with them. So it was kind of a bummer. So. Right. Yeah. And I've heard that mostly like when, when housewives get fired or oftentimes I, just with Vicky and Tamara, like Shannon's still on, but then they don't really talk to her because she's always busy filming and it's hard because it's like, they've got all this stuff going on in press, but I mean, at least you have those relationships and obviously no, no regrets on your part, I'm sure. No. Um, so what was your initial thought or impression of like the show? Did you, did you go in with anything preconceived? Like, okay, I know there's going to be drama or were you just like, I don't know what to expect. Cause I know you haven't watched the show before. No, I ended up watching before the first show of every mm. season, which has a recap. So I, mm. I had to get to know who these people were. I couldn't just be like, Hey, let's be friends. <laughs> 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 and I saw that Rama was a massive alcoholic. And then I saw that Emily was a lawyer and she's a family oriented. I saw Gina with her accent. And I was like, I'm going to ask her if it's real, you know, you know, and then I, it, it turns out it is. Um, and then, <laughs> Thanks for and clarifying then, that. <laughs> yeah. And then Shannon, you know, she's like the mama bear, you know? Um, and then I was hoping I work with, uh, with uh, Vicky and Tamara. Cause I really want to see Tamara's tits. <laughs> said, They're always everywhere. All over every show. I was like, they're she's everywhere. Like, of naked i'm like okay this is gonna be fun <laughs> um and so yeah it was just an interesting moment when yeah when i oh um you did share a lot on the show which was great i mean that's all we can ask for for somebody new because we just want to know all about them um did you know that the cult thing was going to come out eventually or were you not expecting that to come out or you know that was this show was not a place for that um, absolutely did not expect that, did not want that to come out ever in my life. Um, and it did in a very unfortunate situation with a very, a person that I absolutely would never have shared that with. Um, but the producers put us together and there was some intuition that somebody knew something and it, it was going to be told regardless if I told it. So I ended up telling my story before anyone else could tell it. So that's mm. what. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you shared. Did anybody like reach out to you that maybe was also involved in that same situation that you could kind of connect with? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> after that came out, I was very devastated um, for months. I mean, I couldn't even, I just, after that filming, I just didn't, my mind was just like mush because I'm thinking, oh my God, nobody knows this about me. I'm, I've created this bubble. You know, I, I, I my whole life has been very um, guarded and compartmentalized. So I'm like, leave the drama over there, leave the history over there, date this person, don't tell this person this because I don't. So when it all came out, it just became very, um, 
Uh, see, now I don't even want to think about it. What was your question? I, I literally blank. I don't even. Was. I think I was just asking if anybody had reached out to you that oh, you could connect okay. with. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So my point. I don't want to bring up trauma for you though. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm going through therapy. So, so yes. So what happened was during, um, after it came out, instead of me feeling ashamed and embarrassed, I ended up getting so much love from people that I was beside, I was shocked. And I, I, I read every single person's story, even if I didn't respond to their story, cause I didn't know how I read every single one. And it was heart wrenching that I wasn't alone. I was like, wow, this is, this wasn't, I didn't think this was supposed to come out during the housewife show, um, but the universe, it did. And so I was kind of trying to prepare what was going to happen. Was I going to be ostracized by my peers in Orange County because it's such a bubble community or were they going to accept it and just move on and they accepted it and just moved on and everyone was saying that I help people when I don't even know I did I was like I did <laughs> wait I what you were writing me like you've helped me so much I'm like really and so just knowing that I you know, in my heart helped me heal a lot. And I feel very blessed now that I was able to touch some people's hearts that I never in a million years thought that would happen. So, and it's still happening right now. So I'm, I do feel blessed it happened, but you know, I got to work through my own problems <laughs> too. <laughs> like you said, you're in therapy. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> well, we all admire your strength. So I just hope you know that even if we haven't been in your shoes, we admire your strength and your courage for showing that on camera. Cause we, we love to see people being honest and true to themselves. And that's what you did. So that's supposed to be reality, right? So it's reality. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, just watching everything play out with your divorce on camera probably was hard for you. And um, I know I was just crazy because there was just so much, obviously, that you couldn't talk about because of all the gag orders. And yeah. um, what, like, what was your, what was going through your head when all that stuff was going, like, coming out on social media? That I think, like, your, your ex's new woman was like, "Stop talking about us" and all this stuff. And you're just like, "What? I'm busy doing stuff. I'm busy filming. What? What are you guys talking about? What? Like, what was your reaction to all that?" Well, you know, my ex has many women, so I didn't know which one and who was reaching out and who was, you know, he's, there were so many of them that that's why I divorced him. <laughs> and they all stalk me. So when this started happening, I'm like, oh God, it's going to get even worse. Um, and there's, you know, there's one of them was writing me on one social media platform. The other one was writing me on the other one. And, but ultimately that didn't bother me. Um, what, what I wanted to do was protect my ex a little bit um, because Ultimately, yes, we were divorcing, but yes, I'm mad at him and I was upset and I did say things I shouldn't have because I, you know, I'm hurt, but ultimately I was trying to protect him and, and these women weren't helping protect him at all. So I saw it like, okay, you know, how do we, how do I just ignore, you know, the mass and only pay attention to the few? And that's what I did. So it was hard to see, you know, it was hard to like go through a divorce on national, international television um, because it was true, it was real. And it was, a it, I, I, if you, you could see on camera, the stress on my face, you can see just my weight gain. You can see my emotion. I mean, it was real, like it was not a joke. And so I, it was horrific to, to film right then and there. And then to know my ex-husband, you know, was going through knowing I was on the show and he was flipping out because I could have said 
many more things than I did. And I only said what I was kind of able to say, um, but now I can say everything and I'm fired. <laughs> so Good, I'm like, you're fired, you can spill it all. <laughs> okay, you are, and you are, and you are. Eeny, meeny, miny, ho. <laughs> and I think we were all just so confused. <laughs> <laughs> we were also good. We were like, who are these women that are coming out and saying like, stop talking about us, Elizabeth. We were like, who, who are you? Uh, like, they all want their 15 minutes, all of them, because my ex-husband, um, he's a guitar player. And so he attracts kind of that woman who wants, which is me too. You know, I wanted to be a jazz singer. So he kind of attracts the woman that's in media that never really, you know, mm -hmm. I accidentally got on a show. Don't ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Yeah. yeah and so um you know it just happens and um you know i wish them all well and uh you know i i you're I, moved on i'm divorced for a reason darling <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm single oh oh shoot i gotta see if i have any single friends that i can introduce you to <laughs> preferably that like women <laughs> preferably that like women <laughs> that went the other way i'm sorry if i turned you that way <laughs> oh geez um so um switching gears um i know that um the reunion was probably really tough for you um uh, because it was like just a new experience and everything um wh where do you think that you and bronwyn got off on the wrong foot because i feel like you guys we're doing okay. And then, you know, you, you opened up, you shared with her and then maybe the trust was broken there by her somewhere along the line. And I know we don't have to, you know, do a shit on Bronwyn session, but I just want to know because I feel like there could have been something there, but I, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think there's something there. So where do you no, think it went wrong? There was. So in the beginning, you know, I saw her as this lost soul that I, you know, I'd watched the previous footage and I said, look, you know, regardless of all these women, I'm going to help this woman. And I'm a nurturer. My sister's homeless addict. And so I understood that, that behavior and I understood the recovery uh, type behavior. So when she wanted to go to rehab and she was trying to get help, I thought, well, I could be there for her. And I don't know her, but I could at least help her and be sober with her and do what she needs. I don't know her, but she is a person regardless of this TV stuff. She's a human being that needs some help. So from the beginning, I just kind of saw her as this soul that I would like to just at least be a part of in the recovery process. Uh, I can't help my sister, but I could help this woman. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I, I connected with her in an odd way. And um, before I had my vodka, obviously. Here, <laughs> <laughs> you like a dog? <laughs> we weren't friends. I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing vodka. Who cares? <laughs> no more alcoholic friends. Yeah, we'll call it, uh, call it even. Um, and so throughout the show, I, you could see that I was actually trying to connect with her. And then there was something really odd why she was attacking me. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, especially in Arrowhead, I'm like, I don't even know this bitch. Like literally COVID hit. I met you four days and you think you know everything about me. What is this woman doing? And then I thought, oh, this is her alcoholism. I'll forgive her. You know, okay, Elizabeth, stop being such a pushover. She is actually just a narcissist. <laughs> So yes. I let her kind of try and run over me. And I was always like, are you having an episode? I didn't even show that part on the show. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, Robin, calm down. Oh, Robin, Robin. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, and so at the very end of the reunion, you saw this crazy Elizabeth come out. And there's a reason for that because during the season, the entire season, and I did not know this, she contacted my ex-husband 
at the very beginning of the season, she stalked him, found him online, got his information, contacted him, and got tried to get as much dirt as she could on me. And they were hooking up. I mean, not like hooking up, I don't think, but like meeting up and yeah. all sorts of crap. She's like, oh, it was a friend of mine's reunion. Bullshit, it was you. So anyway, <laughs> so listen to this. So then I was getting my husband, I have a text message from my husband saying, by the way, I have somebody extremely close to production that's giving me all the information you're saying. And I keep getting gag orders from my lawyers. I'm it like, was her. Know what? I didn't know at the time. The whole season, <sighs> I didn't know till the day of the reunion. Oh. She admitted it. And I was like, that's when my body just turned like, fire red and i'm thinking you're like every hooker that i've ever met in my fucking life that gives drinks the juice honey i hope it tastes good because that's all you're gonna get <laughs> i mean i literally went off <laughs> so that's where the backstabbing bitch came in <laughs> yes because the whole and they didn't even show that the whole season i was thinking i was being her friend she was hooking up with my ex the whole time Oh my God. I so, think about calling Sean like, hi, Sean, I heard you're single. <laughs> you ready to mingle? <laughs> someone come save that man, please. <laughs> I know he's being abused. Anyway, been... so that's what happened at the reunion. And when I found out that she was feeding him information, even during the reunion, I I got a call, uh, email from my lawyer. But my phone was right there. While fil like while filming the reunion? Yes. <laughs> they gave me a gag order that day. Cause she was giving him information of what I was saying at the reunion. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, then that, as soon as I figured this out during the filming that day sitting there, I figured it out. I looked at her like you piece of shit. I was, yeah. and I'm sorry about the words and language, but it is unforgivable for a woman to be going through divorce from a, a man who's a narcissistic man who cheats, who has babies with a, whatever, allegedly has all this shit going on. And then for her to befriend him and I'm trying to help her stay sober, I, I, I was just like, I was so upset. I, I've forgiven her now, but now that I'm rehashing it, it drives me crazy. But yeah, to know a woman could do that when she's posting on Instagram, women helping women. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of woman are you? Not helping me. Not yourself, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you think these are. But I got boobs too. <laughs> So I was very disappointed in Bronwyn that day and it came out on camera and I actually was not planning on that at all. So people are like, you brought it. Did you do that on purpose? I'm like, no, she, she brought the worst out of me. And I apologize to the producers. I was like, I'm so sorry. But they were like, no, it's fine. I'm like, okay. Like, we need this. <laughs> yeah. I was very upset that day. And, and now I'm, you know, I've gotten over it and the betrayal. Uh, but it's unforgivable and I'll never be your friend. Well, I can't say never, but I have no interest in, in being. Well, the trust is, yeah. No way. And yeah. plus, friends with my ex now. It's like, no, not yeah. even, uh-uh, uh-uh, ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. um, so speaking of relationships, are you seeing anybody right now? Are you still with Jimmy or? No. no? Oh my God, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> no. You know, I think after the show, everything we went through, the criticism from him, you know, you know, all this stuff. He just, he's just a nice technology guy, introvert. He's not at all like me. And so it just got too much. And I, you know, I'm just too much. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I need like a rock star. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We got to find you a rock star. <laughs> somebody that's crazy, but not super extroverted that lets me be extroverted, but 
you know, I, I just need, I don't know if I need, I need somebody in like the aviation field or a rock star, or maybe like a, a super IT guy. That would be cool. I don't know. I just need somebody that can handle me. And I don't know who that is yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like if he's very, you know, conservative in that way, I feel like um, he was probably uncomfortable to be on camera. Like, did you ask him, are you comfortable? And what, like, it was a nightmare. He never <laughs> went on camera. The, the producers were like, where's Jimmy? Jimmy's like, not there ever. And so, <laughs> you know, for me to be on as a housewife and not have a husband, not have a boyfriend on camera, not have a family down there, just being an entrepreneurial, single, you know, non-practicing lesbian, you know, <laughs> that great for the bravo that was so funny at the reunion by the way where you're like i'm bisexual well i am but i mean i don't but you don't see me flaunting it i don't, I don't sit there and be like i and then you get a photographer <laughs> get the paparazzi to follow you with some new woman or whatever i'm sorry never brought one bash but yeah <laughs> i know i don't want to brush on her but it's like i don't know so you know i but you know well, we've all dabbled, <laughs> you know. We've all dabbled. I mean, I'm openly bisexual, but I don't go around and I don't say, you know, like, hey, I'm with this. I, like, I'm just, it's who I am. I don't need to talk about it every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but I'm sitting there listening to her and I'm like, she she has this outfit on and, you know, Ace Ventura, when he had the tutu. Yes. And I was like, when she walked in there, I was like, oh my God, it's Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting the visual now. <laughs> Oh my God, that is funny. What is, and then Andy goes, what do you, what are you, what's this look? She's like, something, what'd she say? Uh, something lesbian. And I thought. Lesbian like, chic or something. Yeah. And I'm like, she obviously doesn't know what lesbians look like. Cause we don't look like that. They don't look like that, honey. Like, Sorry. I've never seen a lesbian <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, so, that was... so that's why I said it. Cause I thought, well, it's a better time than ever. Here we are. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then there was like a pause in the filming and then they tried to make it a bigger deal. And you're like, no, it's not a big deal. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's just whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, okay, well, um, okay, find a rock star for you. Got it. Yes. So that's on my to-do list. <laughs> I really need a date. <laughs> you and me both, girl. <laughs> vodka only goes so far. <laughs> and my pink friend. <laughs> oh, gosh. So do you, um, you, you still have the beach house, right? Yes, yes. Like that you, house I is am. gorgeous. Like, I mean, can, can we talk about that for a second? Like, how many bedrooms, yeah. how many bathrooms is it? I mean, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. You know, um, that house is three bedrooms, um, four bath, four bathrooms. It has a den. Um, it is beautiful. I, um, I, it was my wedding present <laughs> for my ex. Oh. So he, you know, I'm paying for it now, obviously, and I put money down on it as well, but that's why I won it ultimately in the end. Um, and, uh, the home is beautiful and I lend it out to my friends and I rent it on occasion for $4,000 a day and people do buy, spend that. Yeah. That's awesome. One year I made <laughs> half a million dollars in like 50, 40 something days. Not, no joke. Like, wow. put it on VRBO and I was like, oh, this is during my divorce. Cause my, <laughs> the judge was like, hey, if we give you assets, you have to prove that you can generate revenue from those assets. So I said, okay. Uh, so I called my lawyers and they go, okay, form, do something. So I formed uh, Vargas Vacations. Oh my God. <laughs> I just made a company up. I put it online and I was like, holy, I mean, and I have 
23 five-star reviews. I, I did all the beds and I showed up. It was awesome. I had a really good time doing it. You were like the maid and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I did everything. And then I checked them in. I, I love people. So they all flew in in private jets to be able to afford that house. So it was kind of right. like, I mean, whoever afforded it, they were not going to wreck it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, so anyway, so I, I, um, I did that. And then the home uh, was empty now. And uh, so Emily stayed there with her family and Gina stayed with her family. I let Aww. people stay there. So, you know, if you're ever in Orange County, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will, if I need a place to crash. <laughs> it's a beautiful home. It's kind of, you know, I bought another home in the desert and La Quinta for the festivals for all my friends and to kind of hang out. Um, so I've been fixing that up. And then uh, I'm up here in Lake Chelan. I bought a house up here for my mom. So she just enjoys this one. It's kind of, it's kind of like a oh, let me like see country house. Let me see. Oh, wow. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can see it. You can see it's kind of country-ish. Oh, yeah. It's by a lake, right? You said? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom, um, I don't know what I did, but whatever. <laughs> so my mom, um, <clears throat> she's up here. So I, I'm up here now just visiting her. So, you know. Got it. Okay. And But you're primarily in Orange County still or? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> 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 I know I was gonna say you, well that was my next question I was like do you ever think you'll leave Orange County or are you here to stay or you know um I've been up here two three weeks and I love it with my family and I love my family dearly um I can't say I'll be there forever but I absolutely will never sell that house just because it's just a it's a it's a the equity value is is incredible well it's incredible and um the you know the I tend to buy properties that uh, are worth a lot more than I purchased them for. So I had no idea that beach house was going to be what it's worth now. It's shocking. And so I will never sell it because every year I'm just sitting on it. I'm like, uh, and I understand now the, the value of having an advisor, a financial advisor. I use Alan Shriver, Wells Fargo Advisors, to tell me exactly what to do with your future and how to sustain and maintain your wealth versus just spending it and buying a bunch of crap. So um, I've, I've learned through my divorce how to manage myself. And I, and I think having property, if anyone is able to, um, that's how you build your foundation. And I will, and I truly believe buying property is the way to do it. So in Bitcoin, I don't even know. I don't know why people keep trying to tell me Bitcoin. Don't do no. it. They can approach me. Don't even try it. <laughs> I'm okay, sorry. Well, now you got to come buy a house. I'm in the Bay area. You got to come buy in the Bay area. Cause this place is booming over here. <laughs> Oh, but see, it's not a buyer's market right now. Well, it's, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it is crazy right now. I'm like, wow, don't sell your property. I mean, sell your property now, but don't buy. So no, I mean, I think the cheapest home here is like 1.2 million, which is crazy because I, some people live on minimum wage here. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how do I, yes, I agree a million percent. And the thing about my homes, though, that I'm very proud of is I'm starting a program where a lot of veterans or people can submit and people can get a chance to stay in my Vargas vacations for a week, you know, so I'm going to do mm -hmm. donations for We Care Rescue Ranch for the home. So, you know, you can have properties, you can do things, you can whatever you want to do, but make sure that they're giving back that the even though you're getting equity and you're 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 growing, you're still doing something with that property that makes sure that it's giving back. So that's that's my my plan for my houses. So. Right. And yeah, I mean, giving back, like you've already give back a lot. So that's <laughs> incredible. Um, if you're over there, you can stay there anyway. I know you're not, you know, <laughs> I know it's like, <laughs> you don't need the donation, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, would you ever come back to Housewives? I mean, I think you said that before, or that you would come back as a friend or whatever, but do you see that as in a, in the future or maybe coming to Beverly Hills? I don't know, something. Oh my gosh, I could be on Beverly Hills. I will buy a house there right now. <laughs> You're like, I will buy. <laughs> I will buy in Beverly Hills at the Four Seasons. <laughs> I actually think you would fit in with that cast. Oh man, that would be amazing. Well, they're getting rid of, er I mean, Erica's probably not going to be there next season, so. <laughs> okay, everybody says that, but I kind of feel like she will still be there, but I don't know. I just been hearing so much stuff and everyone's like, oh, she needs it now. And I'm like, well, she doesn't need it, but I don't know. I just don't see her leaving after all this, but. Um, she's good TV, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> she's great TV. <laughs> <laughs> well so is kelly Dodd, but they fired her so who knows <laughs> that's what I, yeah and i'm everybody know i talk about kelly all the time on my podcast i'm like number one kelly fan and everyone's always like you're always talking about kelly and i'm like because she's just fucking amazing for orange county and they got rid of her crazy bat from the, i mean she doesn't she pukes she doesn't talk <laughs> she literally like i think vicky told her she had diarrhea of the mouth she literally does have diarrhea <laughs> of the mouth <laughs> but in the greatest way in my oh. opinion People love to hate and you know, she is the perfect, she's just so perfect. I, don't, I can't, I'm, you know, I can't, I mean, later on I knew they were probably gonna replace her, but you know, I don't know why I would have kept her, but you know, they did what they did, so. Yeah, I definitely, if I was a producer, I would have kept her. If I had that power, I'd been like, keeping Kelly Dodd, I don't care what anybody says. I was gonna do, and I'm still May, I'm pitching, a, you know, Life After Housewives. I might do it like an ex-Housewives show, but I don't know if I could get sued for that. So I'm kind of trying to figure out you know, oh yeah hello what are they doing now just put them all together on a fucked up another reality show <laughs> we'll host them at the house the beach house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god that is funny well i have i have one final question for you and um it is when and where can i get vargas vodka at total wine or bevmo wherever the, the store nearest me or are you going to send me some because i want some okay so what city are you in you're in san francisco I'm, I'm in San Jose. It's right. San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, so we're all over California. Like we're at every liquor store. Oh. And I'm, I need to put a list up on my site. But if you go to um, VargasVodka.com, okay, you can order it right there for the same price as a liquor store, and it gets delivered to your house like within 48 hours. Okay, write that down. <laughs> VargasVodka.com. Okay, because I feel like I went somewhere and tried to buy it, and it said um, no home delivery yet. Is that true or no? Oh really yeah on my site yeah i think so no you went to somebody else's maybe i went to some other scam so i don't know go on my instagram homepage, my, my profile and just click on the link you could buy it immediately okay it's okay that's what i'm gonna do I, I partnered with a company called liquor stars and the gentleman got a national license so now as of a few months ago i am nationally distributed Ooh, congrats. <laughs> yeah, thank you. California, um, I have 200 sales team on the ground that are selling to every liquor store, bar, restaurant. So within the next two years, we're going to be probably in every liquor store and every bar. But for now, we're, you know, we have to, we're fragmented, but we're getting there. Um, but as far as getting it delivered to your home, um, on my profile everywhere, just go to liquorstars.com or go to vargasbaca.com and just press buy. It goes to the Liquor Stars link and the guy just delivers it straight to your house like literally Perfect. hours. So, and it's the same price, same everything. You have to pay for shipping, but buy more than one bottle. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's worth it. It's fine. <laughs> and if you buy the bottle, 
a large percentage goes to We Care Rescue Ranch. So every bottle helps save the animals. So I would love if your viewers could please go to VargasVodka.com or LiquorStars.com and buy Vargas Vodka. <laughs> all right. Well, I love that. I'm going to make sure I tell all my friends too to buy. <laughs> well, thank you, Elizabeth, for the video so I can post it. <laughs> oh yeah, I got to have everybody tag tag you and Nevaya. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> I know. I have so many people do that. I love it. Gosh. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on. Again, I really appreciate your time. And it was so nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. And have a great time up there. It's not too hot. So thank you for having me. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.